on maynard.com.au. AU! Stop this now. It's Bunga Bunga 61. There's Tim Ferguson. There is Maynard. Bunga Bunga at Home Edition. Maynard, great to see you. You look fabulous. Have you been working out every Friday night in front of the world? That's right. Every half an hour, I jump and leap around in my favourite songs on camera. Dear listener, if you haven't been watching Maynard at home, all alone by himself, playing classic tracks and dancing, bringing forth very special messages, get on maynard.com.au. Check it out Friday night live. Tim, you've been no slack at home either. It's been full on here writing. I came up with a game show, then I came up with another TV show, probably being pitched right now. Also writing the movie, writing the book, hanging around with Kittler too, who I gotta say, he's not enjoying having people around. He's used to having uninterrupted sleep, as cats love. Uninterrupted sleep. If you have a cat, spare a thought for the cat. Because you know how they look happy when you're home? It's only because you've been out for 10 hours. (laughs) If you're around all the time and pestering them for affection, you will start to make them peeve. In what way does this peeve make itself apparent? Scratching, fighting, spitting and punching. Lost any of your clothing yet? To cat uh, damage. I lost everything that I kept on the kitchen counter. <laughs> just one by one. It was just like, a, and you won't be needing that. And you won't be needing this. Which is kind of cruel because you can pick things up on the floor, but it's difficult from wheelchair sometimes. It is. Even though I'm close to the floor, it takes really some bending and stretching. And he knows that. Cats, no. Dogs have no idea. Dogs are like, it's like keeping a greenie around the house. They really believe, but they really don't have any idea. And you wouldn't let them vote. I think we should get into some crank mail right now. Crank mail, crank mail, crank mail. There's one or two pieces of crank mail that have come in. Only one or two people. How can you not listen to this show and leave without having a lot of questions, Tim? Exactly. If you've got nothing to ask, then maybe you know too much. Crank mail. Can Kittler 2... Your new cat, Drive. Well, of course he can, man. It's whether you want him to. It's the same with any household pet, including horses. They want to drive. But do you want them to? My answer is no, you don't. What I can't work out is how Kittler 2 manages to know how to do a right turn on Swanson Street in Melbourne. Crank mail! If you're going to recast Gilligan's Island, how would you do it? Obviously by sleeping with the actors. We can go through from the very top. Who would we choose as Gilligan Gilligan. on the new island? Do you put Jim Carrey in there? Because he's got the broad comedy skills. Jim Carrey, very good. And I think Jim Carrey would enjoy being on an island. He's a bit of a loner. (laughs) And the skipper, I think, is the next one. It's hard to know who you... You wouldn't make it Scott Morrison. He looks lousy in uh, in a Uh, captain's uh, hat. Jack Black. Yeah, he's he in the right age. Yeah, the mm, professor. The professor. You could go Dr. Carl. I was thinking Brian Cox, his non-acting, would actually be part of the role. And he was great in the board movies. The two most difficult, Marianne and Ginger. Marianne, I think Donald Trump. He could make a real good ham-fisted shot at that role. Try and tell him he can't do it. Ginger, how about uh, RuPaul? I reckon RuPaul as Ginger would be pretty good. RuPaul is enormously popular. Can you imagine every week a new outfit? The millionaire and his wife. I think Stephen Colbert as the millionaire, but his wife? You can mix it up and make it Ellen. 
That way we're always wondering what goes on. I know you're a fan of the episode where they swallowed the radio, but I was a fan of the one where the monkey turned up in the space capsule. (laughs) That was very good and highly likely. Melania Trump would also make a very good Mrs. Howell because Mrs. Howell doesn't get many lines. Tough question. And it came from an international Patreon of all things. Thank you for being Patreon of the show. Um, it's because of the Patreons that we are able to continue doing Bunga Bunga and you just get along to patreon.com slash Maynard. I've had some people go, well, where do I find this Patreon link? It's at the bottom of every single maynard.com.au page. Down the bottom you'll see there'll be a Instagram page and a YouTube link and one of those links will be to the Patreon. And also it unlocks a whole bunch of other stuff that's been going on for years. Secret stuff that we put up there, Tim. Yeah, a whole bunch of clips with songs. And if I'm doing a DJ set... You normally get that whole two or three hours of it, don't you, Tim? You get the whole thing, whether you like it or not. Because once you press play, you cannot turn it off. It's compelling, people. Now it's time for Tim's Historical Hypothetical. Tim, this is a difficult one for you. You've really got to put yourself in another place in time. The time is a couple of months back. Uh-oh, that's not my best period. The place Wuhan, China. That's one of my favourite places. You were the owner of a wet market. Business has been, shall we say, patchy recently. What is your business plan going forward with your wet market? Going forward, really, you've just got to dig your heels in and say, we're going to make this market even wetter. So you're looking at coupons? Coupons. We're going to have hoses. There's going to be, you know those things at the show where you throw a tennis ball and it hits a peg and the celebrity drops into the water? We're going to have those. And, of course, for every sale, you will hear this sound. I hate you! I hate you more! And the slogan could be, Woo-ha at Wuhan. Woo-ha at Wuhan. Now, we're having a bit of a debacle at the moment because, uh, Richard, what's going on over there with Kittler 2? Ah! Kittler 2 is running across the league ah! going to you and Tim, and that's why you can hear... Go on. Thank you, Kittler 2. I'll, I'll disappear now. That is an, an indignant look on a cat's face because he was asked to stop playing with the leads. Yes, he's gone from aloof to indignant. It's a very minor change. He's looking for his lawyer's phone number. <laughs> Are you kidding? He knows the number. He hasn't got the full tail flick going on, but just the fraction tail flick at the end that some cats have. What does that mean, Tim? <laughs> and now it's the bum in the air walking away look. I know what that means. How many dates have I been on with that? <laughs> Time for Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. Tim. Maynard, you know how on the weekends now, everybody's getting out and they're all going down to the local shopping centres and they're milling around. As soon as someone said, you may not have to stay at home, everybody's going down to the beach, they're going to the shops, they're getting out. They've got their babies in prams, they're out there hugging. What they seem to think is that because someone said the coronavirus crisis is a little bit over, they took it to mean that they are the little bit. It's a bit like when you get to a red light and you're about to cross even though the figure is red, clearly red, but someone breaks, and so everybody breaks, and the next thing you know, you're all crossing the road, not realising that across the road are a bunch of cops who then book you for jaywalking, as they do in Sydney now. It's much the same thing. People are saying, hey, it was okay for me to be in a crowded place because everybody was in a crowded place. So I would urge you people, if you do go into a crowded place, Go immediately to the harbour 
and throw yourself in and sacrifice yourself for the herd. Is that how you get herd humility, is it? By embarrassing yourself in front of everybody, no one gets embarrassed. Exactly. Herd humility. You heard it here first on Bunga Bunga. Bunga Bunga. Bunga. <laughs> You're supposed to be locked up. You were told six months, and after two weeks, people were carrying on saying, Oh my God, oh, this is so hard, this is so difficult. I think I've got a mental illness. Go home, lock yourself up, and eat fattening foods. Do this simple questionnaire Have you been home long enough to A, Watch Paris When It Sizzles, the 1961 movie so bad it wasn't released until 1967, starring Audrey Hepburn, possibly her second worst movie other than the one about Camelot. Classic. Paris When It Sizzles? What kind of a picture is it? It's a tender, tender love story with monsters, spies, international jewel thieves, sex pots, beatniks, a girl who stole the Eiffel Tower, and William Holden and Audrey Hepburn who go absolutely ape. Have you watched that? If your answer is no, stay at home until you have. And the second question is, have you watched Moonraker? If you've watched both of those, you're free to go. If you haven't, I'm sorry. Simple as that, Tim. I watched Moonraker the other day, and I've got to say, it's great until they actually head for the moon. Everything's fine. It's very bondy, and then they're out in space, and it turns into physically not interesting. From the most exotic locations on Earth, Moonraker will transport you to another world. And guess who's dropped in for a bite? Jaws is back. Jaws gets a girlfriend. Is that what we want? Have you ever seen a Jaws movie? Yeah, apart from Jaws 4, I didn't see to the end. <laughs> That's where the shark ate the helicopter. Right. Once you've seen those two movies, you are free to go outside for a little while. But until you've seen those two, uh-uh. By the way, at the end of Moonraker, and got to say, it is Lance Leppard's favourite Bond film. And when you ask him why, he just starts to sing the Moonraker theme song, which doesn't come to the mind of most people. Done by Shirley Bassey, they reversed the order of them because on the soundtrack album, which I'm sure you've got over there, <laughs> Tim, on vinyl, there's the disco version by Shirley and the original version by Shirley. They were going to put the disco version at the beginning, but they put it over the credits at the end. So the version you want of Shirley Bassey singing Moonraker is the disco version. I do have the Moonraker space shuttle, which contains the satellite that contains all of the poisons. But we do have to thank Moonraker for helping out Austin Powers with uh, several large sections of his films. Another one <laughs> worth a look is Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs. Dr. Goldfoot. Dr. Dr. Goldfoot and the Girl Bombs. Yes, it's Vincent Price as that tongue-in-cheek terrorist, Dr. Goldfoot. An exact reproduction and programmed for love and destruction. A wonderful explosion that destroys not only my love bombs, but their victims as well. With Bond girl names, Dr. Goodhead is a pretty good Bond girl name. Roger has that great line of dialogue when he's introduced to the scientist who is a woman. Good afternoon. Can I help you? Yes, my name is Bond, James Bond. I'm looking for Dr. Goodhead. You just found her. A woman. Well, I think we have to go out with the disco version of the Moonraker theme after we've given it such a glowing endorsement. Oh, yeah. It's sung by Shirley Bassey. A woman. 
And we'll be back with Bunga Bunga 62 quicker than you can say. Where's number 62? I thought that was going to be sooner. Bunga Bunga. Sing it, Shirley. Maynard.com.au AU Bryson and Hugh Everything digital